98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Health officials report 13 new COVID-19 cases as the death of another elderly patient raises the COVID-related death toll to 100. Relatives of 12 activists detained on the mainland urge the government to help them bring, bring them home. And a concern group calls for a reduction in the waiting times for care home spaces for people with intellectual disabilities. Health authorities have reported 13 new COVID-19 cases, including nine local infections. Five of the local cases have no known source of infection, including a 67-year-old retired man who lives in Yao Tong. The man went to hospital on Wednesday after falling ill and submitted his saliva sample, which came back positive. Officials then contact traced all his family members and found three of them also have the virus. Here's Dr. Chan Shukwan from the Center for Health Protection. We traced all the family members and found that three of them had symptoms in the evening of uh, 10th of uh, September. That's why we admitted them and then um, the hospital also uh, did a quick test for them and found, uh, found them to be positive. So, um, and then subsequently was confirmed to be um, cases. Health officials say they're putting several patients and a cleaner from Twinman Hospital into quarantine after a 65-year-old female patient who was admitted to the hospital yesterday tested preliminary positive. Dr. Lau Ka-hin, a chief manager of the hospital authority, says <coughs> excuse me, the patient had slept on a temporary bed in a corridor because the hospital was full. He says they're still investigating the incident, but he believes the risk of the patient having infected other patients is low. The patient was admitted to a general ward. In the general ward, there are some cubicles which are for the a hematology cancer patient. Uh, actually, the cubicle has their own door as well as some of them even has positive pressure. So uh, at, at the same time, the staff who are taking care of the uh, hematology patient follow the strict infection control guideline. Meanwhile, a 67-year-old man infected with COVID-19 has died, taking Hong Kong's COVID-related death toll to 100. The relatives of 12 Hong Kong democracy activists being held in Shenzhen have made an emotional plea urging the Hong Kong government to help bring them back to the SAR, almost three weeks after the 12 were arrested by Guangdong Coast Guards. At a press conference, they say they've assigned mainland lawyers to visit the detainees. But the authorities have barred them from visiting them even when they were able to show Chinese notarial certificates. They say officials told them the detainees have appointed other lawyers. Democratic Party lawmaker James Toh has been helping the families. Their legal right to representation is undermined. It's only right that the Hong Kong government should discuss with the mainland authorities so that the Hong Kong person's legal rights under the mainland law should be respected. It's very unusual that those mainland lawyers appointed by the relatives is persuaded to withdraw from those cases. The Office of the Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Hong Kong has urged the U.S. to stop interfering in local and China affairs after U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo expressed deep concern about the 12 Hong Kong activists being detained on the mainland. It says China is a country run by the rule of law and authorities will work according to the law and safeguard the legal rights of suspects. It added that they will follow the one country, two systems principle when handling cases involving Hong Kong, and the U.S. has no right to comment on the matter and should mind its own business.
Around two dozen people were injured when a street-washing van crashed into a double-decker bus in Chamshepo this afternoon. None of the injuries were serious. A group has raised concerns over long waiting times for care home spaces for people with intellectual disabilities after a mother allegedly strangled her 21-year-old son believed to be mentally disabled last week. Jimmy Choi reports. The 46-year-old woman reportedly attempted suicide and was arrested on suspicion of murder. Li Chi Yong, the spokesman for the Association of Parents of the Severely Mentally Handicapped, says mentally disabled people can only start waiting for a space at government-subsidized care homes when they turn 15, and data show that the waiting time is at least five years and eight months. Mr. Lee says people with severe mental disabilities have to wait up to 13 years for a dormitory space. Mr. Lee said there's a serious shortage of care services for people with special needs in various districts. He urged the government to allocate quotas for care home services to districts according to their needs, so the mentally disabled people won't have to go to another district to seek help. RTHK, time has just gone five minutes past 11. The three contenders hoping to become Japan's next prime minister have held a televised debate to present their visions for the country. The contest was sparked by the resignation of Shinzo Abe, Japan's longest-serving prime minister, who's stepping down for health reasons. The front-runner to take the top job is Mr. Abe's advisor, Yoshihide Suga. I've been involved in and advised on many important policy decisions. It's for you to decide. But I think I'm ready to oversee and move Japan forward as Prime Minister. The U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has described the start of Afghan peace talks in Qatar as a truly momentous occasion that could liberate the country from the shackles of dependence. The Afghan government and the Taliban are meeting for the first formal negotiations to end decades of conflict. The BBC's Lise Doucet is there. It's a great privilege to be here, just to absorb this rare moment of hope. We were all there, of course, uh, in the aftermath of the 9-11 attacks, which led to the toppling of the Taliban. It was described as the best chance in a generation to achieve peace. And here we are, 19 years on and a day from the attacks of 9-11, and the Taliban have come back in strength, and now they are seen as the strongest party at this negotiating table. The Iranian authorities have executed a wrestling champion, Navid Afkari, despite international appeals for his life to be spared. The BBC's Alan Johnston has the details. Navid Afkari was hanged in the early hours in a prison in the southern city of Shiraz. He'd been convicted of killing a security guard during anti-government demonstrations two years ago. Mr Afkari said he'd been tortured into making a false confession of guilt. He said he'd been beaten and subjected to near suffocation. His case attracted worldwide attention and international sporting bodies tried to bring pressure to bear on the wrestler's behalf. Poland's citizens' rights ombudsman Adam Bodnar has said there's an atmosphere of hate in the country towards the LGBT community. He told Polish radio that in recent months, the situation had not been looking good. Here's the BBC's Mike Sanders. Adam Bodnar has challenged politicians over their language. He says their speech sometimes feeds into hateful behaviour on the streets. That includes the police. In a report this week, he said the way officers dealt with an LGBT protest in Warsaw last month was degrading. Protesters were handcuffed roughly, stripped, made to squat and subjected to homophobic insults. 
The protesters were defending Margot Shutovich, an activist jailed on charges of vandalising a truck broadcasting anti-gay messages. The campaign group Human Rights Watch says scapegoating a vulnerable community has become a nasty part of the government playbook. Walt Disney has come under pressure to explain its connection to Chinese officials in the making of the action movie Mulan. The officials are accused of being responsible for or covering up atrocities in the Xinjiang region. This report from the BBC's Michael Bristow. Mulan, a film which retells the ancient Chinese story of a woman who dresses as a man to join the army, is Disney's latest blockbuster, costing $200 million. It opened in China on Friday to lukewarm reviews. Outside China, it's drawn criticism because it was filmed with the help of Chinese officials in Xinjiang, where hundreds of thousands of ethnic Uyghurs have been put into re-education camps. Members of the US Congress have written to Disney to ask about its links with the Chinese. They call the relationship profoundly disturbing. Disney's not yet responded. And finally, the legendary Jamaican reggae star Frederick Toots Hibbert has died in Kingston at the age of 77. The Maytals frontman is thought to have been suffering from COVID-19. The BBC's Elettra Naismith looks back at his life. Toots and the Maytals were pioneers in the world of ska and reggae. Formed in the early 1960s, they were part of a Jamaican music scene that included the likes of Bob Marley, Peter Tosh and Jimmy Cliff. Their song, Do the Reggae, is credited with naming the genre and introducing it to a global audience. Hits like Monkey Man, Sweet and Dandy and Pressure Drop marked an award-winning career that spanned six decades. His latest album was released just weeks ago, with Toots saying he had no time to waste. And that's the news from RTHK.
heading towards it, aren't we? Big Time from Peter Gabriel. As we turn on the chill time on RKK Radio 3.